Welcome to Paid Media Coffee. I'm Kelly Mancuso, your host, and today we're talking about measurement. I have three guests with me today. First, we have Jen Vickery, SVP of Digital Strategy at Nebo. Welcome back, Jen. Thanks. Happy to be here. We also have Oliver Brantley, Paid Media Strategist at Nebo. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Yep. We also have a new voice today on the podcast, Boyd Giardane. He's our Senior Manager of Analytics here at Nebo. Welcome to the podcast. Happy to be here as well. Awesome. Well, I'm excited because today we are wrapping up our conversation around the convergence of traditional and digital advertising, and we're going to be focusing on measurement, tracking, and attribution, probably the most challenging aspect of this entire industry right now and all of these um, these shifting paradigms. So, you know, obviously there's a lot of confusion around uh, how to measure things like connected TV, programmatic, out of home, online audio, um, and there are a lot of misconceptions as well that go along with that. So I would love for the three of you to help us understand how this convergence is shifting the mindset of measurement in general. So, yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is that, you know, we've talked about this in previous episodes, um, but when traditional and digital kind of merge and become this kind of conglomerate of advertising, um, you see that digital, you know, strategies and tactics are getting applied to different media. So, you know, a lot of the previous attribution is based on, you know, unique identifiers. So tracking numbers and promo codes and things like that. But obviously with digital, the emphasis is on, you know, pixel-based approaches, um, UTM tracking and direct attribution for conversions. So I, I think a lot of what we're seeing is, you know, that mindset getting applied to channels that don't really have the capabilities to do that. So... Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a huge challenge, and it's something that uh, advertisers and you know ad tech companies are working on. But yeah, with specific targeting that we have with things like OTT and audio, the expectation is that full attribution is going to be there. But obviously, that's you know not the case quite yet. Yeah, I think that's a huge misconception is that because it's digital and online, it's completely trackable. And I think we all wish that were the case. Mm-hmm. But the tracking and tech stack is so fragmented and there are so many different systems that marketers are using, Mm -hmm. whether it's to serve ads or site tracking or CRM, that a lot of these systems don't talk to each other Mm -hmm. um, in the way that we want them to. And so data integration is really challenging. And um, while we can get good data, we don't yet have that perfect data. Yeah, and I think this also calls into question cross-device tracking a lot of the times. Yep. And although it sounds great, uh, there needs to be sort of a common denominator between all the devices. And so um, typically what that means is there needs to be some sort of uh, login validator, for example, or user ID in order to connect uh, what users are doing across these devices, which mm-hmm. is uh, a lot more difficult than perceived. That is something that has sort of come across my experiences with clients. They've brought it to the table, but um, it's really hard to execute um, because it's, you know, either their client base is so large that it's really difficult to kind of get everyone on the same page to say, okay, how do we funnel these users into some sort of validation um, so that we can then track them across all these devices uh, and sort of tailor their experiences based on which device they're on. So that's kind of a step in the right direction. It's just it's not really executed how it should be, I would say. Yeah, and the main challenge there, I mean, when you look at uh, devices, they're not all used in the same way. So everyone has a phone, um, but not, you know, every family of four doesn't have four Amazon Fire Sticks. So we're not looking at 
uh, individual users using individual devices on a one-to-one -one basis. Um, you know, they're kind of fragmented across different things. So there's maybe a family iPad that people are using, and there's four different logins signed onto it. Uh, and then there's a Fire Stick with one login for Netflix and one login for Hulu that the entire family is using. And then there's individual logins on each phone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I also think that... Um, kind of the touch point models that some companies put in place, they kind of try to understand or have this preconceived notion of this is how people are operating across these devices. They'll go to their computer first, then their phone, then their TV. Although it doesn't really happen in that sequence because mm -hmm. it could happen in, you know, uh, completely 180 from that. It could be TV, phone, laptop, or like Oliver mentioned, one login. So how do you even mm -hmm. know who to tailor your experience yeah. to? Yeah, so, or maybe all they're at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I think... That mentality, though, that we're talking about is definitely a digital marketer issue because, mm -hmm. you know, Oliver, to your point, when we're talking about traditional marketing like TV buy, linear TV buys, they're thinking household. They're mm -hmm. not thinking yeah. the individual person. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that our mentality of, hey, we're targeting that single person is definitely like a digital marketer mentality versus a traditional marketer mentality. Yeah, and I think that thought leads us into our next topic where, Boyd, you made a really good point about that cross-device aspect of it. And, you know, we aren't living in a world where people just go and use one single source for information. It's a multi-screen, multi-channel world. And, you know, that makes things even more complex. So um, what do you think advertisers need to do um, in order to adjust attribution models? Um, and how can we measure that incremental impact when we're incorporating some of these new channels into our media mix? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And I think, um, who do advertisers lean on to kind of figure these things out? It's the platforms they utilize. So with that being said, I think that, you know, the big commercial marketing platforms that, you know, we're all aware of, um, Google Analytics, for example, they're really starting to lay the groundwork for measuring cross-channel impact. Mm -hmm. Although it's not perfect and it does require some manual lift, for example, uh, Google Analytics now has tracking store visits and cross-device engagement in beta. Mm -hmm. So they're starting to understand the importance of this, and I think um, that is something that advertisers can probably leverage when they're kind of utilizing and analyzing things in these data platforms. Apps Flyer, which we kind of discussed before uh, we started, it, they have emphasized that we do live in an omni-channel world um, and kind of omni-device world, and that you can practically download an app anywhere at any time. Mm -hmm. And they kind of advertise their platform as being able to account for out-of-app influence. Mm -hmm. So also, I think, you know, kind of shifting away from the platform itself uh, from a methodology standpoint. We also talked about footfall attribution, which is something I read about. It's a methodology that allows you to relate mobile impressions and conversions to store visits. I'm not really sure how this algorithm works, although it sounds pretty promising. It's magic. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just magic. But That's what the providers tell us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think obviously that helps sort of drive and shift the mindset towards, you know, this is what we need to do in order to track um, you know, engagement across channels. I think regardless, whether it's methodology, platforms uh, that advertisers lean on, it is pretty apparent that Omnichannel is on the minds uh, mm -hmm. of, of those in the digital marketing realm. It's just how do we um, execute it? But the importance um, is obviously, it's of great importance. And obviously, as marketing mix has become more complex, mm -hmm. it's, it's starting to become more apparent with the tools we use. Yeah, and I think the first thing, um, you know, when... Moving into this space for OTT, 
connected TV, you know, digital out of home is tempering expectations, right. um, especially for digital marketers. It's easy to just assume that there's, you know, one-to-one tracking and, you know, really easy conversion attribution, you know, and you can just apply a last-click model. Um, but obviously, that's not really the case. So I think, you know, for the time being, you know, uh, Boyd, you mentioned AppsFlyer. Um, yeah, AppsFlyer has cross-device attribution, and you can look at app downloads across, you know, mobile and OTT. But, you know, what the caveat there is, having worked with AppsFlyer for uh, one of our clients, it's incredibly difficult. Um, and so the SDKs required to get AppsFlyer working are not the easiest things to implement. Um, and then getting those to interact across devices and channels is, is very, very tricky. So I, I think that's kind of the first thing is just making sure that you understand that it's maybe not 100% attributable at the moment, right. but you know, there's ways that you can get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned last click. You know, how can you measure last click or any click when there isn't a click involved, you know, right. with, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, video platforms uh, that aren't uh, streaming video on social or other platforms if you're looking at OTT or linear TV or out of home? Yeah, and things like like Spotify ads has, um, you know, clicks. And so you can use UTM tagging um, or whatever third-party uh, URL structure you need. So, you know, in, th- in that way you can, but that's one channel. So, you know, looking at OTT awareness-focused 30-second spots with no click-through capability, uh, there's really very few methodologies that you can use to track that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I mean, incrementality is a big, a big thing um, when just if we're looking at the TV advertising landscape specifically, um, combining a linear strategy with a connected TV strategy is a really important thing that advertisers should be looking at now if they want to get that incrementality because connected TV allows you to tap into audiences that, you know, are under indexing in linear. So measuring that can be really hard, but I think there are some partners out there that are enabling advertisers and brands to ingest the linear TV data and the the media plans that they have there and then execute digitally so that they can uh, reach people who they might not be reaching through traditional. So we talked a little bit about some tools and platforms and technologies that are out there. Um, Is there anything else that we didn't mention that you think is important to bring up um, for advertisers to look into if they're trying to solve some of these measurement and tracking issues and challenges? As a person who is pretty immersed in this world, but, you know, obviously we as an agency, we have some limitations as far as, you know, this entire problem. But I think staying in tune with what these large commercial marketing platforms update or start to provide, I think is important because... You know, three years ago, Google Analytics didn't have any of these things in beta. Mm -hmm. Even Adobe Analytics has come with a more integrated marketing solution to sort of try to tie, you know, cross-channel, Mm cross-device. We need to uh, kind of stay on top of the updates that these platforms provide Mm -hmm. uh, to sort of help us uh, kind of tie loose ends as far as cross-channel, cross-device goes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think one thing that we haven't yet discussed is the whole issue around privacy. So you you know with GDPR and CCPA, mm-hmm. you know we're increasingly having to think about what does it look like in a future where we can't rely on cookies to track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, kind of to further that point, a lot of conversion tracking, especially for you know this uh, OTT space um, and these kind of pseudo digital channels. 
um, is that they're, especially for uh, measuring, you know, let's say purchases in stores, they're relying on matching CRM data to ad data exposure. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that they're combining two very sensitive sources of information. Um, So not only ad exposure, which is, you know, one source of PII, but CRM data, which is an even more sensitive source of PII. Yeah, for sure. Um, And to kind of piggyback off that, uh, even with global clients, that becomes an issue because if you know we're dealing with clients who have a clientele in Europe, for example, and because we operate as an agency with these clients, we may never get access to you know records from European clientele. Mm-hmm. So that poses another issue. So privacy is definitely um, a problem there. Yeah, so privacy is definitely a challenge and it's something that advertisers are going to need to stay on top of with all the new laws and everything. And um, I think a lot of the uh, tools and technology that are out there are, or they should be on top of it and they should be um, planning accordingly, especially with CCPA coming into effect, um, you know, in the next few months. So, you know, segueing out Side of you know big platforms and these uh, big tools and things that might be very costly that advertisers are trying to use to solve the measurement tra- uh, challenges. What other methodologies are there out there for um, brands or advertisers who might not have huge budgets to invest in these large tools? Yeah, I mean the first thing is you know you can use simple and sort of traditional measurement methods um, in the OTT or the digital out of home or the radio or you know or audio space. Um, so tracking phone numbers, you know, a call rail subscription is not very expensive. Um, so using that platform and getting, you know, let's say 30 different numbers to track different ads and, you know, maybe geo segmenting them um, or something like that. Uh, promo codes are obviously always a great thing for, you know, any sort of digital sign up or purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, so unique identifiers like that are really easy and there's really no barrier to entry for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a few other interesting ways that people are, are measuring. And, you know, Boyd, you mentioned foot traffic attribution earlier. Um, so Simplify actually has foot traffic attribution at the household level. So um, mobile devices uh, that go to a store, make a store visit, are able to be tied back to a household IP address. It's a, still probabilistic, and it's not, you know, a, a, a surefire way to measure that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one way that they're able to, you know, measure purchases and foot traffic in stores from exposure to OTT ads. Yeah, and I would also add, although this might sound oversimplified or maybe even primitive, vanity URLs. Um, you can simply showcase a URL with a unique query that's appended to it uh, on a billboard, on a commercial. And you can kind of just use your website as the ultimate or be-all, end-all of funneling your traffic. Mm-hmm. And that way, that kind of query that you're appending, whether it be some sort of UTM parameter, will kind of carry through um, your digital conversion funnel. So that is definitely um, a budget-conscious way to kind of reach full funnel attribution, mm-hmm. but you know, in a limited capacity. Awesome. I know something else that we've done with some clients when they've run um, OTT tests is you know, measure performance of other channels during that campaign run um, compared to time period before it. So looking at how the path to conversion may have been shortened during that campaign run um, or how branded search, organic traffic to the homepage, even direct traffic have seen an uplift in conversion rates. Um, Those can all be telltale signs that what you're doing outside of uh, the website is helping to increase brand awareness. And then a lot of the uh, partners that you can work with for some of these buys can also execute brand lift studies 
during that. And, and usually those come with a, a certain minimum of investment, but you know that's a, a great way right there to, to see whether that you've driven any kind of increase in consideration for your brand. Yeah, and as somebody that works in paid search and display every day, uh, it's frustrating to think that incrementality is, you know, how we're attributing things. And that goes back to the shifting mindset of this, you know, that digital marketers are trying to apply this mindset to things that it doesn't apply to. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, you know, it's definitely frustrating, but hopefully that uh, starts to change soon. Um, there's a lot of really interesting technology. So Ninth Decimal is a company, it's a location company, mobile location company, uh, and they have technology that actually uses microphone data from apps that they purchase uh, to determine exposure to video ads. So they can link a commercial shown Mm -hmm. to a mobile device ID. And then from there, they can attribute store visits um, or, you know, locations or purchases back to that. So, you know, back to the privacy concerns, it's... Mm -hmm. Creepy but genius. Yeah, creepy, but wow. You know, that is, that's impressive. (laughs) That's advanced. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you need to clear your phone of all apps. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Just get rid of your phone. Yeah. It's just the phone now. It's not Easy a solution. Easy <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, as marketers, <laughs> the advice is to download all the apps so we can get the data. But as a consumer, you know, you've got to find that, uh, that happy medium. All right. Well, awesome. So to wrap this up, I want to talk about the future. Um, we know that in order for some of these newer channels to be more widely adopted and for advertisers to shift their budgets their way, uh, some of these challenges need to be addressed. So looking forward, what are your predictions for how measurement and attribution and tracking will evolve in the future? Yeah, so kind of piggybacking off Oliver and sort of the privacy concerns and potential creepiness of the the advanced measurement tactics, I think this is not at all far-fetched, but biometrics. I think biometrics is going to be a key part of digital marketing or marketing in general. Um, moving forward. So to a certain extent, we are already doing this. Um, you know, we have face ID, we have fingerprint ID, although I hope you don't have fingerprint ID. I hope you got the new iPhone. Um, <laughs> even the Amazon Go store, which I know isn't technically biometrics, but you literally just walk in and walk out and you don't pay. It's going to reach a point where you can just conduct yourself normally throughout the day um, and advertisers will leverage your actions based on where you know, your biological parts are going. <laughs> Please don't put that in the podcast. <laughs> no, I like it. Your biological parts. Oh, <laughs> oh maybe keep it. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, obviously there's privacy pitfalls that apply there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there, there was outrage with Cambridge Analytica's, you know, mm-hmm. tactics. So what, imagine what it would be with biometrics. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, privacy is definitely going to be a concern, but I really think that biometrics is going to be uh, a key part. We might even have chips implanted at some point. I honestly don't see how that could be um, out of the realm of possibility. So I I definitely think there are some interesting things that could probably happen in the future. Very Black Mirror-esque. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You are, I think, (laughs) describing the plot of uh, season five there. Um, Possibly. (laughs) Yeah. So, I I mean, I definitely agree with Boyd. I think biometrics and, you know, facial recognition technology are are getting to the point, you know, music festivals have started testing facial recognition technology, uh, which to me as a music festival attendee, uh, you know, don't know how I feel about it. Um, But yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, I think that's where it's going to have to go. I mean, I, I think at a certain point, people's data is 
essentially gold at this point, um, especially for advertisers and um, for ad tech companies that are buying and selling it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to me, I think the future is multi-touch attribution that's not reliant on, you know, behavior uh, or, you know, digital behavior, you know, like Jen said earlier, you know, cookie-based approaches, um, but more reliant on, you know, other means. Um, and what those are, I, you know, I'm not sure. That's a question for Boyd and, uh, you know, smarter people than me. But I, you know, I think in the future it's, you know, multi-touch attribution across platforms, across channels, across devices um, that shows a really clear path to conversion for all users. Um, and I think that's my that's my dreamscape in uh, maybe five or ten years. Yeah, isn't yeah. it all of ours? I would also add that um, you can kind of see the onset of big brands sort of shifting away from cooking, mm-hmm. um, especially with Apple and Safari. Um, they're expiring cookies now. So you can kind of see the shift of, you know, cookies aren't going to work anymore mm-hmm. because... Um, it, it's just a privacy concern. Although, obviously, like I mentioned before, these and potential advancements are also privacy concerns. But I think the fact that we have adopted cookies thus far doesn't, I don't know how we wouldn't be able to adopt to biometrics. Yeah, I mean, ITP and ITP 2.0 were yeah. theoretically the apocalypse when they were announced. Yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, I've noticed maybe a slight impact, but I mean, in the grand scheme of it's things, it's marginal. Not, yeah, it's, it's very yeah. marginal, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I think we're going to start to see less reliance on device tracking and more reliance on person tracking. Um, Biological parts. Biological parts. Yeah, (laughs) biological parts, thank you. And what excites me about that is that we're going to have completely one-to-one tracking and personalized data. But also, as we've seen, um, marketers aren't going to be the only people who have access to this data. Mm -hmm. And so I think... When consumers think about the potential uses of their private data, they think of marketers. Mm -hmm. But as we've seen, there are other people who are using this data. I mean, there's been, you know, some backlash with Amazon working with police departments and other uh, organizations like that with facial recognition. Mm -hmm. Um, So as a marketer, I'm really excited about the potential, but I'm also a little weary because I know that we will have access to it, but other organizations will do. Yeah, I mean, to Boyd's point earlier, we're talking about biometrics and, you know, like you said, facial recognition technology. And I think that just begs the question, where is that data coming from? You know, not right. every, you know, on in the digital landscape, you know, we're, we're relying on cookies and UTM tracking from websites. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, owned media and, you know, these properties that we own. But when we're talking about, you know, in public spaces and uh, facial recognition technology and things like that, I mean, is this coming from security cameras? Is this coming from store security cameras, you know, city-owned security cameras? It just starts to create these this really weird landscape where, you know, you're tracked everywhere and it's used for, you know, like you said, a combination of law enforcement and ads. Yeah. Um, and I think for a lot of people that's, you know, creepy. Um, it's, you know, very Minority Report-esque. Uh, but, uh, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I think that's kind of with technological developments, that's... Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's kind of kind of an eventuality for us. Yeah, um, I agree. There's definitely big brother implications here, um, but to that end, I still am a little excited about the fact that we'll be able to see at sort of the individual user level how many times they interacted with a certain ad on a certain mm-hmm. device, impressions of ads, uh, products they're interested in, um, kind of all in one database, mm-hmm. and and just imagine the the implications of that as far as remarketing, mm-hmm. as far as um, being able to understand overall behavior, um, things that we just can't do right now with the cooking approach. It, it would obviously tie a lot of loose ends, but um, wishful thinking at this moment. 
Yeah, and I think just kind of to tie it all together, I mean, that is kind of what we try to do here at Nebo is add value to people's lives and, you know, not just think about conversion rates. Mm -hmm. Um, But without, you know, like Boyd was saying, without all this data and without being able to tie all these things together, we don't really have a way to do that. Um, And so I, I think this... You know, enhancements in attribution and enhancements in tracking um, just allow us to add more value to, you know, not users, but humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, really make sure that advertising is personalized um, and it's not annoying and it, it, you know, brings something to the table that's not just a, a banner ad that has yep. been spammed to the same user 13 times since they visited a website. All right. Well, wonderful. Thank you all for joining us. This was really insightful and I'm excited to see where the future of measurement takes us. And a little bit scared, not going (laughs) to (laughs) lie. All right. Well, I hope that you all enjoyed uh, season one. We are going to be taking a little bit of a break to brainstorm and execute on season two, but we'll be back soon. And if you have any comments or questions uh, or recommendations on things that you would like for us to talk about in the future episodes feel free to email us at paidmediacoffee at neboagency.com. And also, please like, subscribe, rate, review the podcast. And thank you. See you later. Bye.